Hello and welcome to DealCast. It's the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm a business journalist who's covered M&A for a decade. In this episode, we're exploring how recent bank failures in the US will impact M&A in the banking sector in the country. I'm joined by Calvin Trice, who is a financial services reporter for Merger Market. Hi, Calvin. Thanks for joining me today. Hello. Thanks for having me. So could we please start with a roundup of what's happened in the US banking sector so far this year, starting with Silicon Valley's collapse in March? So we, we saw a, a Silicon Valley, uh, after uh, uh, much pressure, finally collapse at the end of March. And along with uh, uh, about a week later, Signature Bank, they had, uh, they had unusual deposit profiles, but they collapsed. And then, then of course, recently at the, at the uh, start of this month, we had uh, First Republic, which had been under great uh, pressure and, and their share prices since then, uh, and had received a huge, huge capital injection from the larger banks, uh, finally uh, collapsed itself and, and wind up being sold at auction to uh, JP Morgan. So in the US, we've had First Republic, the third regional bank to fail after Silicon Valley Bank and Signature. In Europe, we've had Credit Suisse's failure. Are there concerns in North America that more banks will fail there? Well, there are concerns, but the main concerns here is, is not with, with, with capital or, or the possibility of failure. It's mainly with deposits because uh, what these uh, smaller and regional banks are seeing is a lot of uh, deposit outflows, not a lot, but some deposit outflows to the larger banks, which you know, uh, unten- intentionally or unintentionally, un- unintentionally have been deemed too big to fail. So obviously, depositors are saying, we're going to put our deposits with the big, the big national banks now, and so uh, the, the the smaller and regional banks had already had some headwinds from not being able to keep up with the, the technology developments of larger banks. But now, with this uh, deposit outflow, that that could accelerate that trend. Uh, but so, so there's concern. There's not a panic, but there but there is concern. And so we've seen First Republic recently being bought by J.P. Morgan. Recently, PacWest, which is another California-based bank, says it's considering a sale. How do you expect all of this to drive M&A? Well, the U.S. market is always ripe for consolidation. Uh, there's a recent study that showed that compared uh, the U.S. market to Canada, Australia, and the U.K., and showed that for for, for every trillion dollars of uh, of uh, GDP, we have seven times more banks. So we have a very fragmented market here in the first place. So we would think that about half the banks might consolidate, and, and there's just there's evergreen uh, pressure for for consolidation. And we talked about the technology gap that had been opening up recently, whereas larger banks have been spending something like $13 billion a year uh, on, on technology. And smaller banks have not been able to keep up with that and, and therefore offer the same uh, types of competitive products with the larger banks. So that's another thing that could drive M&A. And uh, so, so the, the big banks would like to do more, but because of uh, Dodd-Frank and, and regulatory restrictions, they're, they're very limited outside of uh, special uh, situations like this, like the JP Morgan auction. Uh, we know there's interest from foreign banks, but a lot of them have had their 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 hang their their their, their wings clipped because of economies at home. They they don't have the liquidity. And we know the Canada's very interested in the and the uh, in the fragmented market here. They've been uh, really interested in making buys. So that could ex- accelerate uh, cross border buys as well. And could we just go back slightly? The banks that we've mentioned so far, the three that have failed and then PacWest, the other one that I, I mentioned, they're all California based. 
what's the kind of regional take on it? Why is the focus on California and are will other regions follow suit or, or are other regions less fragmented? I tell you, the, the, the thing with those banks, they had really unusual depositor profiles. You know, uh, uh, the S- Silicon Valley Bank had an, an unusual concentration in startups. And of course, you know, startups, uh, uh, the startup market tanked the year before. So they were under, they've been under the pressure, under pressure for, for going on a year. And of course, Signature had a lot of crypto depositors. They had a concentration of that. And when crypto collapsed, you know, they, uh, you know, the, that, that bank was assets were always going to be under pressure. First Republic, you know, again, another regional bank, but, uh, also just not, not a typical depositor profile. So these are, it's not so much regions as, as these, these banks had, uh, unusual deposit profiles. Thank you. And you mentioned Dodd Frank. With the previous banking crisis, there was a significant wave of regulatory changes. Do you expect to see further regulatory changes in the wake of these regional failures? A lot of observers believe there will be. Uh, There's a very strong possibility uh, that that obviously the investigation is going on. Uh, Since the passage of that, uh, uh, the the main legislation, Dodd-Frank, the federal government uh, subsequently rolled back some of the uh, the testing the stress testing requirements for banks with assets between 100 billion and 250 billion dollars that fits generally with the regional banks uh well the, that that rollback and that relaxation came with a mechanism that allowed that uh, that stress testing for that level to come back without congressional approval so you could see some movement there on the on the part of federal regulators and you could see some a movement on on how uh, banks are required to to uh, report uh, accumulated other comprehensive income um, uh, this, for example, would have shown the uh, the, the stress that, that Silicon Valley and, and signature banks would have been under when, when interest rates went up and uh, when, when, when the crypto market uh, tanked. And you could see that some of their holdings would have lost a great deal of money over the last year. That would have shown up had that test been available. So you could see some, uh, a change there. And another positive, uh, possible target for regulatory change could be uh, uh, to checking or, or, or stress testing ch- stress testing banks' uh, mix of deposits and borrowers uh, to, to, for example, address the things that brought down uh, Silicon Valley Bank and signature banks. Yeah, so I expect regulators will be keeping a very close eye on this situation. And in the US, regional banks play a niche role in local markets, especially with lending. Could there be a void created by banking consolidation? Uh, there could be. Uh, regional banks, for example, are holders of almost all uh, real estate loans. Uh, there, there, there are $5 trillion of loans uh, out there uh, that'll be coming due in the next five years, will be coming into maturity. Uh, there'll be a wonder what happened to them if, uh, if a lot of these regional banks uh, get snapped up. Uh, it could open up some opportunities for alternative uh, lenders, maybe technology-oriented, uh, things that are off, uh, off, off traditional, off the traditional path. Uh, we had a, an executive at a, at a, at a conference uh, uh, talk to us uh, recently, an asset manager, about how there'd been a trend uh, for, for, for private, private uh, creditors stepping in, making loans where banks were having trouble loan, lending at scale. Uh, partly due to regulations, and so there there could be some opportunities for private credit or other alternative lenders. Although there's it's believed that they not, they they don't have quite the capital to fill the void of, of, of regional banks, but but that's a possibility that could be opened up. Thank you. And finally, can we talk about private equity? Has it got any role at the moment, or is that something you could see evolving in the future? 
there's been a lot of talk about that, a lot of speculation. Um, uh, generally, banks have not made great uh, assets. Bank, whole banks have not made great assets for private equity. However, there, there's, there's probably a lot of interest in, in, in capital injections and where they can make uh, investments into the banks and, 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 and you know, private investment um, deals. Or they, there could be uh, there could be deals for for bank assets such as loan portfolios. We understand there were there was a, a major interest among a lot of the major public uh, alternative uh, uh, asset managers for some of the loan portfolios uh, that uh, Signature. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sorry, Signature, but Silicon Valley Bank owned. So uh, they, they, there's there's definitely a place for involvement with them. Uh, probably not immediately, but uh, we we expect uh, some some deals to to take place in the next uh, couple of years. And what are you hearing from your sources, Calvin? What is the expectation of, of banking M&A over the next three to five years? Well, when, when, the, when the economy recovers, there's, there's, there's still lots of foreign interest in US banks, for sure. And, and that, we talked about the, the interest from, from Canada, just because the market is fragmented. Uh, this, could, this is expected, the stress from the, the recent times is expected to drive it up in the near term. But... Uh, because of the fragmented nature of, of of the banking market here in the U.S., it's pretty much uh, an evergreen pressure. There are always banks that need to sell, and uh, there are always uh, banks that are willing to buy. It's just that right now, the the really large ones, yeah, due to regulatory problems, are, are are kind of out of the market or very are, are very limited. And plus, the Biden administration is not excited about. They've shown they're not excited at all about uh, larger banks uh, getting involved in consolidation. But there there definitely will be opportunities and and some some activity. Well, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon. Calvin, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. That was Calvin Trice, who's a financial services reporter for Merger Markets. Thanks for listening to Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SSNC Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week. <laughs>